Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Monday, March 29th. We are almost done with the month of March, which means we're going to be in April soon enough. And talk about the draft is really starting to heat up, especially now that the first wave of NFL free agency is over. And uh, we, of course, have been bringing you all the uh, giant free agency reactions, their transactions, what it means and so forth. And on today's show, and actually starting this week, we're going to focus a little bit more on the draft. We, we kind of put it on the back burner for free agency, but we're going to come back to the draft. And on today's show, we're going to do a making the case type of show. So I have three scenarios and I'm going to do two sides of the coin, making the case for and making the case against. And that's going to be today's show. And then coming up on the rest of the the shows this week, I'm going to be having various members of the Locked On College uh, podcast come on the show. So um, I'm hoping to have uh, Penn State, North Carolina, Bama, and Michigan, all of whom recently had their pro days and all of whom have prospects that have been linked to the Giants. So the goal is to try and get some of those people on the program and have them tell us about the pro days, about the prospects, concerns, all that good stuff. So that's the plan for this week on the show. And of course, if the Giants do anything, if there's a trade or any kind of additional, you know, blockbuster free agent move or whatever, we'll, we'll obviously cover that as need be. And worst case scenario, we'll push shows back. But uh, that is the game plan. And I hope, as always, you will enjoy the Locked on Giants podcasts. All right, folks, uh, let's kick this off. We're going to do Making the Case. And our first case is going to be for a wide receiver in round one. All right, so let's talk about the wide receiver spot and if the Giants should draft the receiver if say for example a Devonta Smith a Jalen Waddle a Jamar Chase falls down to them in the first round of the draft I'm going to say yes I'm going to make the case for and I'm going to say yes you you go best player av- available and I think you can't really go wrong with any one of those three players that said that said, I think I would probably go either Waddle or Chase if one of those two fell down to the Giants at number 11. And the reason for that is when you look at the Giants roster as it stands now, it's always good to kind of look ahead and say to yourself, okay, who might not be here for the long, long term? For example, you know, Sterling Shepard, who, you know, is he's going to be on this roster this year. I don't see him not being on this roster. But ask yourself, realistically speaking, how many more years does he have? You know, if he if he goes through another season and has injury issues where he has to miss time, 
don't you want to have a solid backup? You know, maybe like a future for a future replacement for him. And I think back to, you know, when the Giants, Victor Cruz was coming off his injuries and whatnot, and how the Giants drafted Sterling Shepard as potential insurance. And of course, Sterling became the slot receiver before they tried moving him outside. Not really successfully, in my opinion, but you look at things like that and you say to yourself, yeah, you know, you could see yourself absolutely drafting a receiver. So I would definitely see that happening if one of those two should fall down to the Giants. And by the way, if it's Kyle Pitts, I, I just want to put this out there. If tight end Kyle Pitts falls down to the Giants at number 11, I don't care who's on the board. That's my pick. Uh, but that's uh, obviously for something else, uh, for another uh, topic. Now, let's make the case against drafting a wide receiver. All right. This is a very, very deep wide receiver class. The Giants have added Kenny Galladay. He's going to be with them hopefully for four years. John Ross is a is on a one-year trial. You've got Shepard, as I mentioned. Darius Slayton. So you have four receivers right there that you can work with. So where is the value at number 11 to draft a receiver, knowing that you could probably get a good one as late as the fourth round, the top of the fourth round, if you if you wanted to. So in that regard, I would make the case against drafting a receiver because I would say go for somebody where at a position where maybe the class isn't as deep and go in that direction and just, you know, hold off on, on you know, receiver to day two or maybe even day three of the draft. Because remember, Darius Slayton was a day three draft pick. He was a fifth rounder. So you can find good talent in in day three if you look, if you've done your homework and you've studied. Now, one quick disclaimer here, something that General Manager Dave Gettleman said that I want to mention here. He spoke about how really the focus is, or not the focus, but where you're going to have the most information is going to be on the top 150 prospects. So if you're looking for an impact player, chances are you're going to have to pick him within the top 150 spots of the draft because that's where the most information is available. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how the Giants un unwind this. There's a lot of, um, usually a lot of hidden gems, but the, the lack of um, the combine, for example, some of these kids maybe not getting into a pro day, um, not being able to take visits, all that stuff might make it a little bit more difficult for teams to make those types of decisions. But overall, I, I think, you know, if it came down to picking a receiver over a different position, I think the Giants, you know, if I'm the Giants, I could afford to wait. I, I think I would wait until second or third round, you know, unless there was a massive run on receivers or something like that. But I, I just, I think it's just such a deep class that you can probably get away with, with going in a different direction. So to some folks in making the case for a wide receiver at number 11 overall, me personally, I would wait but obviously, you could make the case for, you can make the case against. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, up next, we're going to make the case for Edge Rusher at number 11 overall. Uh, we'll look at four 
and against, as we just did with wide receiver. So please stay with us. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your sportsbook expert. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked On Giants. And get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are doing a Make the Case show on today's Locked On Giants podcast as we kind of swing back towards draft uh, looking at the draft prospects and whatnot, and there's going to be a, so much to go through over the next several weeks, and we're going to try and get you as much information as possible. I've got emails out to all the locked-on college hosts, or many of them. I'm still working my way through them, um, and we're going to see if we can get them on to talk about their players and who to you know who to pick who to stay away from and all that good stuff all right now on our making the case program up next should the giants take an edge rusher at number 11 overall let's make the case for and let's make the case against and i'll tell you what i would do all right the case for the giants have been adding um, they added a few edge rushers, you know, outside linebacker, Ryan Anderson. They're getting back Lorenzo Carter, who, by the way, is going into the fourth year and final year of his rookie deal. They're getting back O'Shea and Zimenez. Um, Carter and, and Zimenez, remember, they ended the season last year on injured reserve. And neither one of them really stepped up and really showed that they could be, you know, a, a guy that draws double teams all the time. I think Carter was maybe a little bit more ahead of, of Zimenez who, you know, right now, or, or actually when we last saw him, he was still more of a situational pass rusher, a guy who really needs to, to bulk up and, and be more of an anchor on that edge against the run before you could say that he's an every down type of guy. So although Defensive coordinator Patrick Graham was able to get the most out of that pass rush with his scheme. 
I would say, you know, if they could find themselves a really, really solid pass rusher, a guy who could play every down for them potentially, that's going to help them a lot. That's going to be a, give them a guy who, you know, in addition to maybe Leonard Williams, who, who you know, led the team with sacks in sacks last year, that now gives them two guys potentially that maybe warrant a little extra attention. And if you have to put two guys on Leonard Williams, for example, and two guys on a on a stud pass rusher coming off the edge, now the numbers are in your favor for other guys to break free and, and come up with the pressures and the sacks. So I definitely think the Giants could use another pass rusher. And by the way, I know they also added Ifedi Odenigno um, on a one-year kind of prove-it type of deal. So I don't I don't want to forget about him, but um, still, the Giants don't have that consistent threat. They haven't had it since the days of Jason Pierre-Paul. Now, what do the Giants do if come number eleven? They're on the clock. Kyle Pitts is off the board because, again, Kyle Pitts, to me, trumps all other options at number 11. So do the Giants maybe go with a Micah Parsons? Do they go with a Gregory Rousseau or Quiddy Pay? You know what? I would say at that point, if you can get a good pass rusher and you have a conviction on, on one of those guys. And for me, I know Micah Parsons comes with some off-field concerns. But for me, I think you look at what the Giants have done in free agency. They've had they've taken a little bit more of a risk in terms of, you know, they brought in big ticket guys who have had recent injuries, which was something they moved away from. I think, you know, if, if you take a Micah Parsons... I believe Joe Judge, who runs a very tight ship in that locker room, I don't think they'll have problems with him. I'd, I'd be stunned if that were to happen. Now, I don't know, you know, how true the alleged incidents against uh, Micah Parsons are. I'm not passing judgment on the young guy, but um, I would say, look, you know, if it checks out character-wise, and Joe Judge was in attendance at the um, at the pro day, Penn State's pro day, and that was significant because Joe Judge likes to get in front of guys. He likes to sit with them, you know, watch their body language, see what they're all about. And to me, that was a significant visit for the Giants and a very telling visit that maybe they're potentially looking at Par- Parsons. You know, also Pat. Uh, Freyer Muth is in there, the tight end, and and he's a guy I absolutely love for the Giants. I have to I have to be honest with you, but you know, the point being is that Joe Judge got himself in front of a Micah Parsons as well as the other Penn State, um, you know, prospects, and you can't discount that as as a potential. I don't want to say smoke, you know, ring of smoke, but. Um, it, 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 let's just say it caught my eye because I thought it was significant right there. Now, let's make the case against uh, drafting an edge rusher. And again, this isn't necessarily drafting Micah Parsons at number 11. This is any edge rusher and making the case. Ideally, at number 11, you want to get a guy who's really, you know, you know is going to make an instant impact. And you'd have to kind of define your criteria for an instant impact type of player. So for me, an edge rusher 
I'd want a guy who could maybe give me five sacks minimum right out of the chute. Ken Parsons, Eric Pay, or um, Rousseau do that? I'm not saying they can. I'm not saying they can. It to me, it's it's a bit of a gamble, you know. So I would, I would probably say that. Look, you know, if I have to choose from one of those three, if all three are on the board, and say for example, Rashawn Slater, the offensive lineman, is sitting there as well, and um, and and Kyle Pitts isn't there, I might go with the offensive lineman. Because, you know, look, I, I, I might want that offensive line fortified. That's really the one unit the Giants didn't address in free agency. Rashawn Slater, I've seen, you know, I've seen some scouting reports say that he he could project inside the guard. I've seen some say that he's better off a tackle. I might go Slater if he's sitting there um, over a pass rusher. And then maybe I take my chances with getting a pass rusher if the value is there on the second day of the draft. So that's how how I could see that playing out. Now, as for what I would do, again, I would I would go with that very same scenario I just described. I, I think, you know, if Rashawn Slater is sitting there and Kyle Pitts isn't, you know, having said in the first segment that I feel I could get a wide receiver any, you know, up until like fourth round of, in the draft, I might go offensive line there and I might defer on, on going for an edge rusher until day two of the draft. Maybe, you know, Joe Tryon of, of Washington is sitting there. Maybe I get him. You know, who knows? Maybe one of Pay, Rousseau, and, and, and Parsons falls to, to day two. I doubt Parsons will, but you never know. So that's the, the course of action I would take if I'm sitting in in the GM's chair based on, on the scenarios described. So, all right, folks, we're going to take our final break. And when we come back, the last making the case scenario we have is trading down. Stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all-new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new coconut brownie chunk bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Built Bar selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar, except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Welcome back, Giant fans, to segment three of Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we are doing a Making the Case show in which we have three scenarios regarding the number 11 pick, which happens to be the Giants pick in the upcoming draft. And speaking of the draft, the draft is weeks away, so it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft Duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches Every prospect, so you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft 
podcast updates. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, in this final segment, we're going to talk about trading down, making the case to stay put, making the case to trade down. And I'm going to start with making the case to stay put. Now, we all know Dave Gettleman's draft history. He doesn't trade down for spit. And every year when it looks like, hey, you know, this is the great opportunity for him to trade down, he stands pat. And the reason why, obviously, is because there's usually a stud player available. So for me, I say you stay put if one of the following criteria matches. If Kyle Pitts is there at number 11, or if Rashawn Slater is sitting there. Um, as I mentioned in the last segment, with the edge rushers, I, I would consider deferring on that. And that's no disrespect to the edge rushers that are in this draft. It's just that for me, Chase Young kind of set the bar in terms of what you look for for an edge rusher. You know, Joey Bosa, a TJ Watt. Those are the types of edge rushers that I think that if they fall down to number 11, you 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 don't hesitate. You run that card up to the commissioner. So that would be the only scenario maybe where I would sit, stay put. As if, you know, a real stud somehow slipped out of the first 10. And I'm not counting receiver here, folks, because, again, I believe they can get a, a decent receiver later in the draft. So I'm not necessarily going to sit there and say, oh, wow, Jalen Waddell is on the board at number 11, so I'm I'm ruling out trading down. I No, I'm not going there. I, I think, you know, and again, Jalen Waddell's a, a, a solid prospect, but I think you can get a receiver later on in the draft. Now, my case for trading down is if some of these um, pass rushers who I don't know that they're going to necessarily be the best value at number 11, but if I can get a pass rusher maybe at number, let's say 20, let's say the Chicago, I think the Chicago Bears have the 20th overall pick. Maybe I look to, to trade down to with them, especially if I know they need a quarterback which I believe they do, despite having added uh, Andy Dalton. So they're a team that I would look to maybe engineer a trade, especially if, if they're looking to trade up to get a quarterback. Now, the advantage of trading down, there's two advantages here, which is why every year I kind of hope Dave Gettleman does it. But this year in particular, I'm really, really hoping he does it. There are two advantages. Number one you lower the amount of money you need to spend on your draft class. I think right now the functional cap space the Giants will need per over the cap is $4.1 million. You can get that number even lower if you drop from number 11 to, say, number 20. Number two, and I can't stress this enough, folks, you get extra draft picks. The Giants only have six picks, all right? So now if you are talking... And saying that, okay, we're going to pay really close attention to the prospects in the top 150. You get extra picks now in that top 150. Now, spoiler alert here. I ran a mock draft scenario, a four-round mock draft scenario on um, Fanspeak. 
and I actually wrote this one up for Giants Country. I made a trade with the Chicago Bears when it was presented for, to me. So in my mock draft trade, I gave the Bears pick number 11, and in return, I received pick number 20, a second round pick, and a fifth round pick. All right. Now, what that gave me in my four-round mock simulation is it gave me pick number 20, 42, 52, and 76 overall. Four picks in that top. Oh, and then, I'm sorry, and then I had uh, pick number 116. So I had four picks uh, in the top 100. To me, that is worth trading down. So... I guess at that point, you, you pretty much know what I would do if I were the Giants, if I could work something out with the Bears. And by the way, this, you know, Dave Gettleman, I, I don't know how proactive he is. I don't know if he necessarily picks up the phone and says, hey, uh, you know, Ryan Pace, I how about we do a trade? You know, I'll send you my the number 11 pick. You give me the number 20 and, and, and an extra second or a third round pick. I don't think Dave is that a gr- proactive. I think he pretty much waits for his phone to ring. Um, and again, I don't know that for sure. That's been kind of been my impression just based on stuff he said. For heaven's sakes, sometimes you just got to be a little proactive here. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're desperate. And if you don't like the terms of a trade, you could always say no. You could always negotiate it. So I, I just, I'd like to see the Giants do that. Because again, if if all your information is is strongest on the top 150 prospects wouldn't it make sense to stack up as many of those as you possibly can i think it does you know and and then again you only have six draft picks because you know you owe a fifth rounder to to the jets for leonard williams you traded your seventh rounder for isaac yadam to the denver broncos so if you could get back those two picks and give yourself seven picks. Why the heck wouldn't you not want to do that? So we'll see, you know, plenty of time. We'll see if it, if it, if it shakes out that way. I, I think, you know, the bears trading up with the giants. I, I certainly think that's doable. Um, I don't think it's a, a big price to pay, especially if there's a quarterback on the board that maybe Chicago might want. But we'll see how it plays out because, look, we have several weeks more. You know, will Russell Wilson end up being traded? If, if that happens, then obviously all bets are off with the, with, with the, a potential trade with the Bears. Will Deshaun Watson be traded? You know, that could also upset stuff. Will somebody else be traded? Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe Sam Darnold? You know, the point is, is there's still a lot of time for some blockbusters to come through. And we've had a few already. So we'll see how it all plays out. And we'll, of course, you know, keep doing the scenarios and running through all this stuff. Uh, because quite honestly, we're getting close and uh, it's getting more and more exciting. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. Make sure you tune in tomorrow. Again, we're going to kick it off with the Locked on College hosts this week. A um, couple of the ones that I'm going to have probably up front would be um, North Carolina and Penn State. And I'm working to get Bama and Michigan, those uh, college hosts on the program, so they can talk about their prospects. So plenty of stuff coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Thank you so much for listening, folks. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.